and welcome to the Wednesday Word. My name is Ann Hardy and I'm the Outreach Director for Desert Spring Church. It's my pleasure to be our podcast host for today. This is a roundtable podcast produced by Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our goal is to discuss our weekly Wednesday devotional with our guests in the hope of refreshing our spirits while learning more about the faith journey of our guests. The devotionals we discuss are related to Sunday's sermon in some way. They could expand on the theme or have a point of view twist, but they'll all be always be related to Sunday's sermon. If you missed Sunday's sermon and you want to check that out, go to our website, DesertSpringChurch.com. It is my pleasure, my pleasure, to welcome today's guests. We are joined by a fantastic mother-daughter duo. I love your relationship. I love the the way you guys are just cookies and cream. And uh, <laughs> their, their name, mom's name is Allison Kerr. And daughter is Laurel Thames. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. You guys are hashtag relationship goals. Oh. <laughs> wow. I see my own relationship with my young adult daughter and I feel like, man, if we could stay as close as you guys are and support each other the way I see you guys support each other, it would just be hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> well, give her a little bit of leeway yes. because yeah. it, it happened after college. Yes. So yeah, I, yeah. I came and, back and apologized for being so difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. (laughs) Done that myself. Yes, you know, there's those rebellious years and disrespectful years that maybe you didn't understand how hard mom was was working. But yeah, 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 you guys have a wonderful relationship. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, first, we're going to um, read our scripture for the week. This is Pastor David's devotional for um, September 14th, and the scripture is Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, verses 5 through 11. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. He didn't discriminate between us and them for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Last Sunday, I started a sermon series entitled This Is Us. The series began by looking at the biblical foundations for the first phrase in the Desert Spring Purpose Statement, all are welcome. So when did you first start attending Desert Spring? Why did you decide to return to make Desert Spring your church home? 
And what is it about Desert Spring that makes you excited to be a part of the church? Anybody want to kick us off? My first attended Desert Spring was, and I can't remember the date, I think it was in 2012. Um, And I had started because I was searching for a church. And I couldn't find one that I was happy in. And my very first Sunday here at Desert Spring, a lovely lady sat next to me and introduced herself. And she said, would you like to come to my circle meeting on Thursday? This is Sunday morning, she's asking me. And knowing, having experienced church life for many, many years, I felt, Allison, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's not easy to walk into a whole group of people that you don't know for the first time. But that was my start. And it, that that circle meeting with all those women that were warm and caring and the fellowship and the love that they showed, I went back the next Sunday. And guess what? It was the same with all the other people around me, too. And it was that feeling of welcome that made the difference. Um, I continued to inquire more about how much all meant. Um, and and the more I heard, the more I liked. So I, that's why I stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all means all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Laurel, how did you find Desert Spring and what kind of welcome did you receive? Well, I think you have uh, probably know how I ended up here, which is why we made her go first. So, of course, (laughs) I came to town in 2015. I think the night I arrived, I was here helping her with a tea for UMW within an hour. Um, So, obviously, I came to church. um, But in fairness, I wouldn't have stayed had I not been happy. So, um, I I felt that I, and I knew that she had gone through quite a bit to find a church that she liked. Um, I knew that everybody had been welcoming to her. Obviously, you know, I'm Allison's daughter. Oh, hi, how are you? Mm -hmm, You know, so there was obviously much uh a lot of high and and i felt welcome and i felt like i belonged when i had just gotten there um which you know you don't get very often i moved around a lot i tried different churches i sat by myself no one said hello no one came up to me it was very lonely and you know it 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 gets to the point where do you keep going do you and and my mom stuck it out she went to quite a few for a year, I think, mm, right? Yes, yes, I did. And, you know, I didn't always stick it out. I was working. I was busy. I had a dog. And, you know, the weekends, you have to catch up on everything. And if you don't feel welcome, why are you going to go? Um, whereas here, I always feel welcome. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I like the people. Um, obviously, we all love Dave. Um, and he he's very relatable, very real, very, you know, not preaching from up here down he's he's talking with you and I always appreciated that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's why I was here yeah I think um, Pastor David is one of the reasons that our visitors stay because he's personable he's open he's candid um, he's relatable and and um, I think people really connect and he's available in the lobby after the service, and he's intentional. 
about welcoming. A word you used when we first came in, authentic. He's very Mm -hmm. authentic. He's very real. And you feel it immediately. You feel it Mm -hmm. in his conversations. Mm -hmm. You feel it in his sermons. It it just comes across, and Mm -hmm. you can't fake that. Right, right. I've seen people try. It doesn't work. (laughs) So... um, what what is it about Desert Spring that makes you excited to be a part of the church? Well, um, I think. Well, first of all, it, it's the things that we do. It's the uh, different kind of Christmas. It's the reaching out to various um, nonprofits to help them. We always have something going on. There's in all the years I've been here, I can't think of anything. And and even within my circle groups, we are always looking out for different needs in the community. And the needs here are worldwide many times too. And you know, it's it's rewarding to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Desert Spring is intentionally outward looking, mm-hmm. um, and outwardly focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's important for a church to not exist for itself. Exactly. Um, Yeah. 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 And when I got here, um, I had a uh, toddler and and I did not have any experience with the United Methodist Church. I grew up in another uh, Protestant denomination. but I was not comfortable taking her to Sunday school and leaving her there, not knowing what they were going to say to her. Oh. So I went in to the room and I said, I'd love for her to stay, but only if I can stay with her. And it threw them for a loop, but they were very positive about it they said oh absolutely sure you can stay and if the answer had been different I would have left yeah and that was um 2002 I believe so um so I received a very warm welcoming Um, response as well and that is what kept me coming back like I said if they had said no parents aren't welcome I would have taken her into the sanctuary gone to worship and then not been back been out the door that's right that's right I would have been well why not what's going on you know what are you saying what are you doing yeah exactly yeah and also as outreach director for our church it makes my job so pleasant and easy and fun knowing that I can tell people how welcoming we are as a church and know that that is going to be lived into when people visit or when they come online for worship. Um, There's always a friendly face there's always a smile there's always a handshake there's always coffee there's always there's always someone that will welcome you um and that's so important um as well and it makes my job easy because i know that i can say you will be welcomed and know that you will be welcomed (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah and and you know ann um 
on that on that point, um, and I think we're I do think we team up sometimes on new people coming in. <laughs> We do. In the best way possible. <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> uh, but but because, it's because of what we've experienced yeah. um, that you want to, do you want to offer that beautiful gift of a smile, a handshake, what are you, how are you, you know, I'm so glad you found us, whatever the statement would be. And we did it again this Sunday. And as a matter of fact, we were talking about it when we went home. Um, Laurel sat next to a woman. Well, actually, she was in front of me, and she was by herself. And again, I'm used to traveling, having to travel by myself. I sat with dinners, whatever, church, whatever I did. And it was tough. And, you know, lots of times yeah. no one would say hello. So whenever I see someone by themselves, I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Is this your first time here? What's going on? <laughs> You know, I'm probably overwhelming. And um, she's like, oh, thank you so much for asking. And I, you know, <laughs> there wasn't enough room in the pew. So I quick snuck around. I'm like, can I sit with you? Because my mom's still coming and that'll give her room. Oh, yeah, no problem. And so, yeah, and found out quite a bit, actually, just because we stopped to say hello and asked yeah. her how things, you know, after the service, checked in with her and saw to see how she was doing and because um, she struggled a little bit during the, the service um, with some tears, and there had been a recent death um, of a husband. And, uh, you know, so we got her connected with grief support. We got her connected with a Stephen minister. We, we got her connected mm. with, um, well, serendipity, I'm sure. I'm sure that came <laughs> up somewhere. Um, you, you can so, count on that for I, me. I know, I know. The luncheon <laughs> is coming up. So anyway, yeah. but, yeah, it's, it's because we've been there. We've mm-hmm. sat there by ourselves and felt so alone mm-hmm. that you don't want to see anybody doing that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And P.S., church is a great place to cry. It's okay to come to church and cry. We've all been there. It we n- Nobody raises an eyebrow. It's, it's okay to sit in the pew and cry. Yeah. Okay, so during the sermon, I talked about the story of Peter and Cornelius and how God helped Peter understand that God has no favorite people. All people are loved by God, and all means all. But the word all is only the first word in the phrase, all are welcome. As important as it is to understand that God loves all people, and all means all, it is equally important to understand what welcome means. Think about times that you have been welcomed. How would you describe the experience? What happened that later resulted in you feeling like you were welcome to be a part? We've all kind of shared our church stories, but I have a friend um, that he has never met a stranger. Everyone that this man has met is a friend that he doesn't know yet. Yeah. And there is no judgment. There is no um, ever a bad word about anyone. And it's like, wow, that and not not a Christian, by the way, he's not not a Christian, not doesn't practice any religion. And I just think that is special. It's a special person that has that. Um, so when when this question came up, I I thought of that immediately. Yeah. I do have a neighbor I just talked to him this morning. He moved in, and I thought, okay, it's my job to be welcome him. 
And one of the first things he said was, besides, hi, nice to meet you, a few pleasantries, he says, if you ever need anything, you can call me. And I thought, wow, that was just, I mean, that was that was him welcoming me. I thought, wait a minute, that's role reversal in my mm-hmm. part of the world. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that feeling that, and now I know there's somebody there that's always, that, that would be there for you if you had an, an emergency or even a small issue, like a dead, dead little varmint in the yard you wanted to get rid of yeah, or something. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that that's what comes to mind yeah. to me right now. You're really good at putting yourself out there. That's that's admirable. You know, it's so easy to be intimidated by situations or, you know, thinking, Oh, I'll meet the new neighbor, you know, next, next time week, I see yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you're good at 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 well, making that a priority. I wasn't always that good though, Leanne. I think that has that has it comes through experience at years, and I think it's at the experience of uh, feeling it, perhaps that makes you you feel good inside. You know that you are a child of God, and therefore you want to exude that same type of feeling that you've been receiving. I, I think that might be it. Mm. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Living out your yeah your yeah, faith yeah yeah walking walking the talk yes <laughs> yeah so I walk every morning um, and it's amazing to me <laughs> I you never you know you can see all these inspirational things all the time and you never know what someone else is going through you never know you know hold out an umbrella you never know how much it'll mean to them and if you really take that to heart and kind of try to live that way and again I wasn't always able to do that either but I try very hard I'm not as good as your friend but I'm working that, I'm working <laughs> on it um, but I say good morning to everybody I pass and I can't tell you how many people look at me like mm-hmm. me are you talking to me mm-hmm. and I'm and half the time they don't even say hello back and I just I see them every morning I'm like good morning and they and they finally eventually they start saying good morning and then they smile and then all of a sudden how are you doing today and I'm like oh I did it. <laughs> I got them to say hello. Um, so it's it's kind of like a game that I play with myself that, you know, don't let that opportunity go by. You never know what's going on with somebody. It may be, even especially the kids, when I see them going to school, have a great day at school, and they all look at me funny too. Because um, you just don't know what they came from at home, whether they're going to a, a situation in school where they're uncomfortable. Someone was nice to them before they got there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, and it's and it's easy to ignore that impulse. It's yeah. easy to think, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, they're not going to care. This time. Yeah, I'm, bo- I'm bugging them. Yeah, or, yeah. So too but, bad. if hello bugs you then you have more problems than i can help today (laughs) yeah yeah true 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 so in acts chapter 15 saint paul argued that welcoming people requires us to accept people for who they are and for the ways god is at work in their lives notice in verse 8 saint peter said that the evidence of god's acceptance of others is the presence and work of the holy spirit in their lives That's an important verse, yet it's one that too often gets ignored and maybe because of how easy it is to be blinded 
to the presence and work of the Holy Spirit by our own preconceptions and prejudices about others. That's something to think about. Um, Have you ever had the realization that you have been blinded uh, by your own preconceptions about another person, only to later be surprised by the way God is at work in that person's life. When I read that, um, I thought about a time back in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. We were part of a church that um, we would feed the homeless downtown, but it was a men's shelter. So it was all men. Um, And as a young woman, that was sometimes overwhelming and scary. Um, We used to always uh, I had an office downtown, and uh, it was tough. It was Madison, Wisconsin. It snowed. It was icy. It was cold. <laughs> um, so January, we would always take that um, that that month and do the 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 serving. And um, it was funny when you would start talking to them. You know, them telling you you realized you know there, but for the grace of God, you could be. And, um, you know, stories of they still were keeping hope and faith and um, doing the best that they could. And it was um, it was an eye opener. Um, And, you know, you the next time you did it, you tried not to judge. And um, but because you just don't know. You don't know what happened. You know, a car broke down. They lost a job. Like four things happened at one time, and next thing they knew, they were on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many of us, you know, it, that could happen to so easily um, to so many of us that you just don't know mm-hmm. what the situation is. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a good eye opener, and my I think I was in my twenties. And I think for me, and uh, you know, I, I that this was a hard one, um, but. You, I have to hearken back to times that were, um, well, to me were tragic. Um, I, I went through a divorce. I've gone through a job loss, and and that to me is times when I've, and I think even um, Laurel has said that. Someone will reach out, and you'll be so surprised. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know what's in their heart until you are in trouble and they reach out to you. And I think to me that's a way of seeing God working in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I thought of this question, I thought of the young people that I see here at the church. Um, when I uh, first came to the church, um, I was not on staff, but I did um, teach preschool Um and one of, for six years, I, I was the preschool teacher here. And um, one of my most precious memories of that time is um, I would take each kid one by one, and I had two chairs, and I would sit the child in one, and we had private prayer time one on one with each child. And I would ask them, Is there something you want to pray about? And without fail, my, I want to thank God for my family. I want to thank God for my toys. I want to thank God, um, you know, and it was always praise, and it was always not about them. Um, and it was, it was an amazing revelation um, that these kids were so selfless and that 
prayer came naturally to them. So we would bow our heads, and if they wanted to hold hands, we'd hold hands, and we'd thank God. Um, and they were, it was just a very precious, precious time um, with each, of, each one of those kids. What a great thing to do. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. It was important to me. I, I, my number one spiritual gift is prayer. So it was important to me. I'm always kind of thinking about it. So um, it was important to me that, we ha- that I have one-on-one time with each child. And it was an easy way to get one-on-one time with each child. I didn't want to just group them or lump them. You know, but anyway, it, it was it was a really neat time. I really liked it. Can I just plug real quick? Um, I want to say that the the youth program here at the church is the most amazing thing I have ever seen. I am so disappointed I wasn't a child at this church. <laughs> and and she knows that I often feel that and, way too. <laughs> and my mom has said the same thing. Um, I, I wish I had had that. Yeah, it would have made a very big difference in my life. Both of my children um, grew up here at the church and went through um, not only the nursery, but then on to elementary school, then on to junior high, senior high. Both of them grew up at this church. And the opportunities that they had that are irreplaceable, the love that each one received from the congregation, from people, a diverse group that they would not have known otherwise the public speaking experiences, the leadership experiences, not to even mention all the faith that, that they learned. It's, it's an amazing place to bring up your children. And, you know, we were saying earlier, Laurel, you know, kids go through phases that are not necessarily developing Christian characteristics, you know, and they were loved and welcomed through all of those phases, and there was never a judgment. I also get the sense, though, that they never feel alone. Um, There's always a support system there. Um, There's not the hate that goes on, you know, with kids at that age a lot of times, um, they might have it at school, but they have a reprieve here. Um, I, at least that's my perception. Um, and you know, there's high school, especially, can be a very lonely time. And I don't see that from the kids here ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, all are welcome. And mm-hmm. and again, when I am welcoming a family that has a youth, I'm very comfortable saying, "You are welcome." at youth. I know they'll be welcomed. That's, it's not ever an issue. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry, I went off topic. No, no, that's absolutely (laughs) on topic. And, and I actually loved what Pastor David said about the word welcome on Sunday, which was welcoming does not mean you're welcome here, and then you need to conform. It's you're welcome here to be the person that God has made you to be and will help you on that journey of discovery and will give you the opportunities and will give you the support and will give, you know, help you along with your faith. And you can come to church and cry and you can, you know, it, it's an important distinction. Right. 
Yeah. The other thing he said that I thought was pretty amazing was he said, how dare you question God's uh, creation that he made the way that he made it. I mean, he didn't say it quite like that, but that was the gist that I took away. (laughs) That's right. And I felt like, you know, I had never thought about it that way. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, who are you to question that? Mm -hmm. And why do you think you have the right? You know, we... We have friends and family that are not necessarily what you would call the norm. And, you know, it's been a, it's caused issues in the past. And, you know, I've been pretty steadfast of if you can't accept it, then you don't need to be in my life. And, um, you know, church has been always been a difficult one. And, um, you know, I, I think that that statement um, will come into my head if anyone ever asks me about church. And, and, and I think that's also with Pastor Dave being authentic and real and not preaching from above down. He's, he's talking with you. Um, and I think that that welcoming comes from that tone as well. And rather than saying, well, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this and you have to do that. And if you don't, you're going to hell. And oh, sorry. And, um, <laughs> you know, because it, it, that was one of the things that never felt welcoming at a church. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and being a staff member now, um, his attitude is that way on staff. Um, it's we're all going to make mistakes, but you're not defined by that mistake. We're just going to move forward. And, you know, it's, it's a relief to know that I am not defined by the mistakes that I have made. And you don't have to be perfect. No, certainly Whatever not. perfect means. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. When it comes to recognizing the Holy Spirit's presence and work in another person's life, it's important to strip away preconceptions and prejudices. It's also important to remember ways the Holy Spirit works in people's lives so that we can recognize the Spirit. What is the evidence of the Holy Spirit's presence and work in another person's life? Think of someone you know. How do you see the Holy Spirit at work in the person's life? When I think of this, I just think of the characteristics of Christ. Loving giving, in service to each other, um, faithful, um, bringing joy, being a witness to God's love. I just think of the qualities of Christ, and if I see those qualities, I know the Holy Spirit is present. Well, that's a good way to look at it, because I do. I have a, 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 a co-worker, I guess, for lack of a better word, and you know, sometimes he can be difficult. And yet the other day he was talking about how he helped a family that had come from, uh, I think it was an African community, didn't know the language, had teenage children, I think five. And, you know, they were going into schools for the first time and not knowing where to go. And he was really, you know, he I think he helped sponsor them and he helped, you know, gave them cards with, you know, this is my name, this is my phone number if there's an emergency, you know, and I think one of them got lost coming home from school despite the fact he gave her a very direct route <laughs> of how to go and he, it 
it was funny, was relating the story and how it ended up, she ended up somehow meeting a woman that was actually at the same church as him. And so she knew the name when she saw the name on the card and called and said, hey, this is what's going on. And they managed to get her home and get her reconnected with her family. And the family was also thankful for being here in the country, being a place to live. The kids were able to go to school, which was a major, major issue for them. And the um, kids were thrilled to be in school. So, mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's great. And um, the fact that he may be challenging doesn't discount his value. Correct. He also stepped up when I, when I had the cancer diagnosis. He surprised me. I, I, it came out of left field. <laughs> uh, he sent me this great book. Um, uh, I'm not going to come up with the name now, but it was a great book. Um, and checked in on me often. Actually, checked in on me more than most. It was it was really which he turned around and did for me <laughs> when when I had my cancer diagnosis, and I got a. <laughs> I got a lovely book, and I got lovely texts, and so I... Because I I knew what it meant. Right. You know, and it wasn't necessarily someone you were expecting it from. Yeah. And somehow, you know, it just gave you strength, and you knew that someone else was... I forgot I had done that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No, I did not forget. I know, and I didn't forget him. Yeah. (laughs) It means means a lot to have people reach out to you when you're at a time that it's not <laughs> not the best not good not a, not not gr- not a great time you'd rather exactly. be anywhere else so exactly yeah so exactly. that's how you see the holy spirit at work in people's lives and i and i do too in um listening to both of you um i realize that you know i have neighbors that as i get to know them uh, I hear of the things that they do, and I remember the first time one particular neighbor, I thought she was very vain and uh, all about herself, and it's like, well, okay. I realized that she has done uh, volunteer work um, in ho- the hospital. She has um, helped at uh, animal shelters. Uh, she took care of her mom and dad as they were entering old age and needing to to go into nursing facilities and you know your whole opinion of that person makes it it just makes a big difference when mm-hmm. you when you realize that there's there's a lot of value to some people then you don't even know it right that's right yeah giving people the benefit of the doubt yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes that's easier said than done isn't it yes <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Desert Spring is a diverse church. The reason is simple. When a church truly welcomes someone for who the person is, the church becomes more diverse. In the sermon, I said diversity is not a problem to be overcome. It is a gift to be embraced. How have you experienced diversity as a gift? I volunteered, again, about our young people. I volunteered at Vacation Bible School this past summer. And I was um, I was there not to be a leader, just to back up the youth who were the leaders. 
And let me tell you that these kids need very little backup. They were amazing and patient and kind and calm and loving um, to these uh, kindergarten and first grade group that I was assigned to. And they were, these kids were inspirational. Um, and I appreciate the diversity. Um, I know that um, I, I kind of alluded to the relationships, the people that loved on my children uh, when they were growing up here at the church. And those people were from different ethnic groups from mine. And my kids may not have had a chance to have that kind of love poured into their lives from such a diverse group had we not been part of the church. So the diversity of the church is certainly a gift. Yes, and, and I, I thank you, because that, that does uh, um, make it a little easier to look at. But in, in referring to children, um, I think that made it difficult for me um, because diversity is with children you have the opportunity to have them go either way they can go the way of of uh being uh mean to someone that's different or they can go the way of being accepting and i think um in some of the years where we were we were in the midwest and it was all white blonde-haired people and we had come from the East Coast, and I loved it because what an opportunity to see it as a gift. We had Jewish people. We had... On the East Coast. On the East yeah. Coast. We had Jewish people. We had probably other religions, too, for all I know, different colored hair, different kind of eyes. And, and it was so easy, you know, when a child looks at you, they look at you sometimes for a reaction. How do you feel about it? And they're going to accept, take that. And it was so easy because I felt that this was great. I mean, this is wonderful, much better than an all-white, blonde-haired community. Mm -hmm. They were delightful people. I mm -hmm. loved them. Mm -hmm. But it, I wasn't able as a parent to show that the experience of diversity that you're talking about, your children, your adults here, where are they getting it? They're getting it from the the experience and the gift that you're offering them that this is wonderful. Look what we have, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and that's, that's one thing that, um, yeah, it's a gift to be able to experience diversity. And, you know, another another story popped into my brain. Um, I am lucky enough to facilitate um, a community group um, here at the church. I Well, I do it online. But um, in one of my community groups, an, uh, an older African-American lady was had joined the group. I had never had much of a chance to really get to know her before. She's a longtime member of the church. But I did not realize that she grew up in a segregated South and told stories about that 
and about her parents' reaction to that and her own learning coming up in that. And it was amazing to hear a first-hand account. And she was very warm and very open and so candid about those years in her life. And if, if we were all the same, I would not have an appreciation of her perspective uh, of that time. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, um, I am. I know of a woman in a church right now too that, as a Stephen minister that I'm working with, that is elderly, and has also experienced that. And as I talk with her, I hear those stories too, and and it's it it's it's a history lesson for us mm-hmm. it's a gift to us mm-hmm. um to hear to those hear stories right. that's right because there's you can read all you want that's but right nothing like hearing it from someone mm-hmm. that has experienced it mm-hmm. i i absolutely agree so her yeah. gift that's a gift to me and to probably you feel the same way absolutely yeah it's not an easy topic to talk about no. but she did it with such grace mm-hmm that it was not ever um, weird yeah. or awkward. Yeah. Or or meant that it was a we-they that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did this or this is how you treated me. You know, she, she was looking at it from a perspective of someone that has risen above so much in her lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and all those stories of Lena King when, you know, oh. we heard all of that. I mean, and the horrible things that were said to her, and and yet she still was proud to be able to deliver the mail to the people who didn't even appreciate it. It was amazing. It's, it's, it is a gift that we hear those stories because we mm-hmm. otherwise probably would not know. Mm-hmm. She's a true American hero. Yeah. But I think, you know, having the diversity around us helps us when we do meet other people in the community out and about, whether it's a grocery store, your work, your whatever, Mm -hmm. you have a greater appreciation and um, willingness to be accepting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the answers I offered in the sermon was how our diversity as a church helps us grow in our understanding of the diversity of the triune God. By triune, I mean Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God known in three ways. Have you ever thought about diversity being a part of God? What is your reaction to this idea? Well, I go back to God made everybody the way they are, and we need to accept who they are. I, I, that statement has just been ringing in my head, as you can hear, since Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So it it reminds me of a book um, that I read a while called The Shack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that book or not, but um, it's a story of a man who his daughter was killed, uh, murdered, and I'm not quite sure how it proceeded. Into this, it, whether it was a, it was written as a vision that he had, but God was a woman, and um, the Holy Spirit was kind of a flighty thing floating around, 
and I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what the other one was, but it was the author worked it into all three, working through him to help him finally forgive the man that killed his daughter. I, I like the way he presented, or she, whatever the author was, uh, presented the triune God. Mm -hmm. It was great. I had never framed it as diversity in my own mind. So uh, I told Pastor that it, it was a revelation. Mm -hmm. God himself is diverse, mm -hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So how can diversity be seen as anything other than a positive, as an asset, as a gift? Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate that nugget yeah. <laughs> from Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is a gift because we, you know, the world would be boring if we were all the same. So the Desert Spring Church purpose statement reads, all are welcome to discover and live a life of purpose through Jesus Christ as together we make a meaningful difference in the lives of others. Don't miss the opening three words. All are welcome. It is who we are, or another way to say it is this is us. God bless you all. I hope to see you soon. Pastor David. So thank you. Any any final uh, parting thoughts? Well, I think we're both very thankful for the church, for the 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 all are welcome philosophy. Um, I think it's been a blessing in our lives, and um, I'm glad my mom found it. And when I knew that we were talking about welcoming, I knew I wanted you guys to come on because <laughs> when I think of welcoming people, I think of the dynamic duo. Oh, oh. The, thank you. <laughs> we yeah, just just you have to. Uh, uh, I know it's been said to me that uh, whatever you do when you go into church, don't sit next to Allison. <laughs> <laughs> so, She'll get you into something, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's important. It's important to be inviting. Because it, it, in order to really feel like you belong, I think you, no matter who it is or what their skills are, are no, their diversity in mm -hmm. life. Invite them in, not just say hello, and and we're glad you're here. But invite them into our community, mm -hmm. and that's I think that's yeah. part of it too. Yeah, and, and I think I think this is true. At least it is anecdotally for me. I see more people come to church when they're down, yes, than when they're up. Yes. So when they're down. It's even more important, I think, Absolutely. to be welcoming yes. and to allow the tears and to and to welcome who they are as a person. And the message needs to be, you don't have to change. Come as you are. Yeah. Bring yeah. your trouble. Bring your tears. Bring who you are. Mm -hmm. You're not let's, alone. Yeah. Let's be family. Yeah. 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 And I think that's probably why people come when they're down. They're feeling alone. They're feeling like helpless. They're feeling like they don't know where else to turn. And, you know, it's important that, you know, they do find welcoming people when they come so that it does feel mm -hmm. like a support system and it does feel like 
there's help and they're not alone. Because mm-hmm. we've all, I'm sure we've all felt that feeling of being very alone and it's the worst feeling in the world. So it's the last thing I want yeah. someone to feel, yeah. especially at church. Agreed. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. Um, I pray that this time has blessed our listeners and has refreshed them on their faith journey. I certainly would like to thank our guests, Allison Kerr and Laurel Timms and Chris over here. Hi, Chris. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Um, If you're watching the video of this podcast, um, know that our audio podcast is available to you uh, through SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find the devotional in text form, the one that we read, along with links to everything else on our website, desertspringchurch.com. So why don't we say a quick prayer in closing? Thank you, loving God. Uh, thank you for this church. Thank you that um, we you have led us to the revelation that all means all, and welcome means welcome. Thank you for Allison and Laurel and their gifts of welcoming people. We pray that we can be your hands and feet in this community and continue to welcome all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.